1: Stock nerds and market lovers, it's April 1st, and um, I don't have, I'm not really much into the April 1st jokes. By the way, uh, welcome everyone to another episode of Radio. Uh, Don Vandenberg, Hunter Mazingo, Dane Stewart, I'm here with you. Whenever you're listening to us, we're live with you, always on your shoulder, in your ear, ear. Um, what we think is the most practical, applicable, actionable uh, market guidance, thoughts uh, ever derived in the history of Audible market talk
3: so we video the, form now too. oh yeah in video form any form any exactly. form of any oh, yeah. form of
1: media we're the best and so uh let's just throw that marker out there right now yeah. so uh i'm not much into the april fool's jokes like i they're pretty hard to conceive i don't i, I don't think i do a good job of pulling them off the best takes one, creativity
3: tip. wow hurtful feelings <laughs> so
1: so i was going to say the the best one danny had a business partner um Years not years ago, he passed away, unfortunately. And um, he was um, skeptical of everything, is the nicest way to say it. Yes. And so uh, I never got to do it because he ended up passing away. But uh, he was so skeptical of everything that when I I was going to tell him that April Fool's that when you go to the urinals in a men's room and there's a blinking light and you think it's the sensor uh, to trigger a flush after you walk away, that's actually the government spying on you. <laughs> and, I, and there's a thought that he would have believed it, but then Danny comes into the studio this morning and just—I'm
3: glad you didn't tell him that he would have started bringing in a uh, he would have covered it w- milk, yeah. milk carton, yeah, milk covered. carton, <laughs> and use that and poured it down <laughs> like the sink. <laughs> so thank you <laughs> for not go, yeah. going to the
1: office building with toilet <laughs> with that tin foil oh yeah, into the bathrooms every time. Why you bring tin foil to the bathrooms there, fall. <laughs> well, I don't want the government watching me Um, but uh, Danny comes in and this is one of those things where uh, there's the, the, best humor has an element of truth to it. And so uh, if I told folks that Danny has more, we're talking about what's hanging on Danny's wall and it became, I don't know how a Don show Don on the screen. So Zach compliments Don says, Don, you look great today. I uh, love what you're doing. Good background. Uh, good background. Uh, right there. Yeah, yeah every, that's good. Uh, everything's going well, coming up roses. And Danny uh, chimes in with,
3: you need some stock certificates on the wall.
1: And which then led to uh, that was, if you didn't get the uh, Danny translation, you need some stock certificates on the wall. And where most people have pictures of their kids, um, like fun things, you know, something to surround themselves in warmth and, and, a, and a glow. Uh, no, Danny has a wall of failed companies hanging on his wall. And, as and a, a reminder. As a reminder. To, yeah, as a reminder know. of how bad life can suck. And, and, and if I said that, like, the, like, it's just so, it never struck me, I've known Danny for a long time now, and it never struck me that most people have loving things on their walls. No, Danny wants to be reminded of the Great Depression. Yeah. And, and, and then, to top it off, if I said to you, stock nerds, and you would think it's an April Fool's joke, if I said to you, what's Danny's crowning achievement hanging on his wall, and he breaks out without missing a beat, Oh, it's the, tell, tell them what's hanging on your wall.
3: No, well, I've got all kinds of stock No, 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 not, no, no, <laughs> uh, no, you cover so, what's on your wall. Uh, so, uh, well, I want to give a little background <laughs> no, here. No, you yes, just tell yes, them what's on no, your wall. No. I've got an Enron stock certificate, <laughs> and I've got the Code of Ethics and the Employee Handbook. Oh, and, and, and listen, the reason I did that is I had so many people, we never owned Enron for the company I used to work for. And, and I would had all these com- people come in with their 401ks and oh, they worked for their companies, Tim, and they'd have literally 80 90% of their 401k yeah. in their own company stock. Crazy. And so I got that to say, you know, all these people lost their life savings in Enron, yeah. even though they had uh, S&P 5. They had all these other choices,
1: but they just believed in their company so I much. I know the practical reason why you have it hanging on your wall. Yeah. But God Almighty! Now I think every Christmas I had to pay for that. By the way, I'm yeah. just going to get you handbooks of companies in America, <laughs> Blue Cross and Blue Shield's employee handbook, and yeah. then I, and then the
3: 2008 Wall of Shame. The you know the the, banks and it's, the American Airlines, and all, all the company, Danny, letters, Danny, All the Gumby General Motors, all the
1: ones that went belly up. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, have any pictures of your family up here? No, but I've tons got this of them. Enron. Tons of them. Tons of them is not right. You have. <laughs> you have oh my God, Tim! That's not true. I've got you pictures have of my couple, wife, my yeah. kids. You have a couple. And they are yeah, very so he has old. He
2: tons of them, but they're all holding stock certificates. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, Chris that's me. what we need to do. Oh, you're that's have my wife up there <laughs> with a big stock.
3: <laughs> you know, you, let oh, me paint. That's, no. that's the next Christmas card. Better, better yet. That's the next Christmas
0: yeah, card. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> oh, Did you ever guys see that meme where it's the fella sitting at a, at a bench or a table in a park says, uh, "Change like, um, Enron's a good company, Changed change my mind. My mind. Yeah. yeah, whatever that meme yeah. is, Zach, if you could pull that up yes. or whatever that yeah, is, yeah. that's going to be on the tile this week. Danny, if you could just have your wife going, AK's a better driver, change my mind. <laughs> like, we should have your kids with family portraits of failed stock companies. Pets.com. Yeah, Pets.com, there you go. <laughs> that would be Sid. Sid loves dogs. Sydney is uh, Danny's, one of Danny's daughters. And she loves animals. But Pets.com is a perfect fit for Sydney. There you go one, Rivian, one what's the next car company to, fa- <laughs> Rivian. To, to fail for AK? Anyway, if I told folks that that was, they would think it's an April Fool's joke, but no, Danny has failed companies adorning those walls. Historic? Historical. It, it is a unique little gallery of
0: <laughs> I've
3: actually got a very nice book. It's the art of stock certificates going back all the way to the
1: 18, early 1800s. You know, we could get more of those, start charging admission to come see America's failures, you yeah. know, as a museum book. <laughs> <office. laughs> It's stocks,
3: it stocks to avoid.
0: That would uh, be a good April Fool's gag. You should start charging admission at the door. You can come in one day a year and
1: see oh my the gosh. wall of shame. You know, just for the office folks here, Like we, we the, yeah, it, it actually a looks like a, um, a, a college campus where we office. And uh, we should put next year. I didn't think of this this year. Well, that's because I didn't, I didn't talk to you about it beforehand. Velvet ropes outside as if we're having <laughs> a movie, a yeah. private, private uh, mission only. Premiere. Yeah, so Stockton's Mark Lovers, lots, lots going on. Look, um, I didn't anticipate. See, I that always left turn for 10 no, minutes. Oh, I didn't nice. anticipate. So I always have a piece of when you wake up in the morning, you don't want to deal with the world. You need your cigarette, you need your cup of coffee, right? You need to kind of just glide in there, right? And I, I normally have a piece of nonsense to talk to you about, but. You've usurped my pre-planned nonsense, and uh, I really wanted to discuss it. And and I just want to tell the listeners, you're welcome.
3: You have failed companies. I
1: don't. I don't know if you're coming out the winner here. (laughs) Like like I didn't own any of those pictures on your wall. I didn't
3: own it. That was historical. I didn't own any of
1: those companies. I think some of the kids in those pictures are are they came with the frame. That's how old (laughs) they are. I don't know if you're the winner here, but um, there is a lot of confusing talk going out uh, with the stock market right now, and I, want to do, I do want to address that. Uh, we'll talk about the quarter, um, a bunch of other things. And I, I, there's some really interesting thoughts on the Russian ruble, which might not sound interesting, but uh, I, I believe it's very interesting and very relevant. But real quick, 210 inversion. Like you're hearing, this is what people do at cocktail parties. Right. Okay? Did you see the 210 split today, Bob? And it's and and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And and oh, recession. And then like the guy at the other, you know, at the punch bowl says, "Death cross," you know. And they're just throwing out just words, things that they've heard on Bloomberg or CNBC. And I thought, just for a minute, what it might, you know, real simple, plain language, what it means. I don't need to read all this, but. The bottom line is, uh, when you get a, a yield inversion the, like the way we're having it, I'll show you two things, and then I'll let Danny talk to it for a second if he has anything to add. Uh, so you can. And these notes, by the way, these links, they're going to be on the website uh, on the video. I'll make sure Zach incorporates them. Um, gosh, what is going to be the chapter title of this segment, Zach? I can't wait. If you don't pay attention to the YouTube video, you're missing out. Zach puts little jokes on there, and when, and when Danny was gone, and we were talking about how he took the family roadster out to Colorado, we had such a good laugh over it. Zach titled the segment "Danny's a cat." What did you call it, El enthusiast, Dan <laughs> "Eldorado Enthusiast" dance or "Eldorado"? enthusiast. I cannot wait to see what the title is. Back to yield curve. So when it inverts, it's it's no different than the VIX uh, inversion, where mm-hmm. where shorter term is pricing out m- more.
3: Short-term interest rates, higher right. interest rates, in long-term.
1: It, and it's the same thing here. And, and I won't read this to you, but I, I, I will make sure that it's in the notes. But this is more apropos. That's an, I can give you an academic definition, but let me give you just a little bit more practical uh, definition. In general, here we go. In general, right here, a simple way to look at the importance of the yield curve is to think about what it means for the bank. The yield curve measures the spread between a bank's cost of money versus what it makes lending it out, And so... If the banks can't make money lending out, lending then slows, and then the economy starts to slow. And Danny's going to break it down even further.
3: Here's an even easier way to think of it. If you're a lender and you can lend money out at 4% for a month or two months or a year or two years, but for 20 or 30 years of risk, you can only get 3%, why would you make a long-term loan and have more risk and make less money? So it's all about the time value money. So the yield, when, when long-term rates drop, partially that means that investors believe that the economic outlook is bad, things are going to slow, and they get defensive, so they buy longer-term bonds. There's been a lot of talk about what has caused the yield curve. A lot of it is quantitative easing because tre- the Fed, which quite frankly created this monster to begin with, they actually, with quantitative easing, bought treasury bonds and artificially pushed down the yield.
1: And and there's also, I believe, something uh, exacerbating this mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, and it's been folks potentially selling bonds. And why would they be selling bonds if they're looking for safety? For years, generations, uh, folks come into the U.S. government bond market because it's safe, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're, mm-hmm. we're not going to default on our bonds. I think the only threat of default, which was a highly, um, a big misnomer in 2012, right, mm-hmm. when... When did not S and P downgrade the U S. for for like a
2: <laughs> double oh, A? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We went from triple A to double A. So, um, but now I think the dynamic has changed. Um, I think that when we start doing what we're doing, what we're doing with the sanction, right? And if you if we deem what you're doing to be bad, a bad actor, this is a slippery slope. I'm not. A by no means am I saying uh, what Russia has done is good. I'm, I, I just don't misinterpret my word. There's going to come a day, though, where, there's a, where we're going to impose sanctions on people and we're going to freeze their assets. And it's going to be questionable. Right now, it's not questionable. It, it, of course, we want to do this. We want to stop Russia from invading uh, Ukraine. There's no question about that. But there's going to be a moment in time in the future where we're going to freeze assets, whether it's a country or very powerful individuals or a firm or a business, maybe they're just polluting. Down. Mm-hmm. See, it's a slippery slope. We've gone yep. from invading yep. to uh, social, you know, social uh, like things. social justice. Yeah, and so it's a very slippery slope. And my point being here is that there has been, I believe, some government bond selling because why would you let your money? potentially get frozen. And so you're selling the But if the there's
3: bonds, selling bonds, rates go up, not down.
1: It's all cock and maybe right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I th- and what I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm really saying is that these sanctions have screwed with this curve. The, the, oh, I
3: would agree yeah. with that. And I would tell you, I, see, I would take the other side of that. I would think that some people that are really, really worried about the Russian-Ukraine thing, mm-hmm. think it's going to get out of hand, they would be buying treasuries. They would be sure. fleeing the treasuries. And that helps push down the rates.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh, folks, and I know gold is pulling back a little bit today. They're selling treasuries, and they're moving into gold. For,
3: for, yeah, um, I think they're buying both. That's why rates are coming down.
1: Long-term bonds. They, they, it could be. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. It's either I'm, the Fed or investors, one or the other. We'll, we'll find out uh, <laughs> soon enough. I, and, and, and so that, that is government. That's the government stepping in, and I believe causing a disruption in that market. Mm-hmm. And now I think they're doing it with oil, if you go to the charts, actually. And so, uh, chart here of oil, and oil's just pulled back. The red line here is a 50-day simple moving average. Uh, and, and oil's holding support here uh, just around, we'll just call it 100 bucks for a barrel of oil. I don't know if that's the new norm, if the century mark is where oil's going to be. But um, I view this as a victory for oil pools. So uh, Biden, and I don't know the time length, Hunter or Don, or does anyone know the time length of we're going to release a million barrels a day? How long are we going to do that for?
4: Next six months is what I saw, Okay, basically up yeah. until the midterms, more or less.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh. <laughs> day after the midterms, I stopped. Yeah. Okay, I, Hunter, if you led with that, I would think that's the April Fool's joke. <laughs> like, like, They're going to stimmy oil until the midterms?
4: Yes. <laughs> and do not be surprised that chicken tenders when, at when your terms are in play that's right when they when there's checks in the mail checks in the motive,
1: mail yeah oh my gosh that's astounding there you go. they're gonna stimmy oil and give you chicken tenders if you get super unleaded uh that's a i didn't realize it was for six months i know they're gonna do it and sometimes the jaw boning i didn't realize it was like this is what we're doing like i saw the plan but whether you do the plan or not is a different story, right? They, could, they were trying to talk down the oil market. The oil market said, no, we don't believe you. But the oil market down to the 50, you're like, yeah, it's in the oil market. Of course, it's come down. Look, it was up here at 130. Now it's down to 100. You know, that's a big drop, right? Right, but where, where did it come from since Biden took office? 50, yeah. Uh, so we're still up pretty 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 big time. And so this is part of the problem, though. You're not this is all artificial. If the market truly is a vehicle that looks forward six to eight months, this is a, uh, releasing a million barrels a day for the next six months is just a sugar high. It fades, right? The energy from sugar fades. That's why you want. If you're going to run a marathon, you eat carbohydrates, not pixie sticks. anybody remember pixie sticks? Literally, just oh, yeah. a, just a straw full of sugar, right? They don't. Surely, they don't yes. sell pixie sticks anymore. Awful. Oh, sure, they do. No. My my R- Remy they still sell junk food too. Lots Re- of sugar, junk food, donuts. It's Danny. It was literally a tube of sugar.
3: Yeah, and they still sell them. Kids eat sugar all the time, man. Who's, don't don't you give your kids flavored sugar. sugar? Flavored sugar. Flavored sugar. You know what? Do you okay, have a, let's keep moving. Hold, hold on. on.
0: It's it it literally is the worst of the eighties candies. You can get you can get Pixie Sticks on Amazon dot com right now. Oh
1: yeah, I'm looking at it. Remington, <laughs> is, like his feet are going to. Eject off of his torso. I know what we're getting Remy for his birthday. Yeah, that kid is so hype. I mean, he doesn't eat sugar, and, he, and like it's not like we're we're not a we're not a tote bag KPBS family per se. We're, we don't give the kids sugar, and we only give them granola. No, no, like normal family. But I'm sure as hell not in. Je- hey Remy, open up! I've got a tube full of sugar to pour down your throat. He would literally <laughs> set fire to the wood floors in the house. He he runs laps in the house now. I'm not making this up. He literally runs laps. Right now in the house, it's ridiculous.
0: You know, everything in moderation, Tim. I think Remy's a growing boy. Sugar's good for growing kids, right? I mean, you're gonna
1: sugar's good for growing (laughs) kids and energy. (laughs) What are you, the
0: cocaine industry? I saw it on the food pyramid back in the day. It's at the top, but it's there. I mean, it's right next to fats and oils. God, that was the biggest scam ever, right? The old food pyramid, right? All the grain on the bottom. That's right.
1: who, Who? Like It's like the farmers in Nebraska and Iowa came up. like They had a very strong lobby, right? Oh, yeah. So oil, I victory for oil. So why, why won't this work? It's too, it's too faceted. So you want these companies to drill more, pipe more, do, do more. Energy companies, do more. And, they, and, and what they're really saying is do more to lower the price of your commodity, right? And energy companies are like, wait a minute. I'm getting a premium for my product right now. Why would I do more? That's
3: point well, but the other part is they don't want to expand and spend billions of dollars, and then as soon as this Ukraine-Russian thing is over, they're public to number one again, and it's all about electric. I, and don't, then disagree, they, I don't
1: disagree yeah. with you, but the point being is oil was going up long before Oh, yes, the yes, yes. Part two. If you produce pixie sticks, candy bars, automobiles, uh, if you produce anything, and there's an overreaching body that can always come in and cause your demand to go down, to lower the price you're getting. What incentive do you have, one, to work with that body, and two, to do more? If, if, I mean, imagine you, we produce number two pencils, and the government's like, you're not producing number, no, enough number two pencils, but we're getting like a dollar a piece for these really good price, you know? And, and then they're like, well, we're, gonna, we're just going to release the emergency supply of number two pencils, and you're only going to be getting a quarter. It doesn't work. And then the counter-argument to this would be, well, what if the government came in and said, we'll buy back the oil at X price in the future? So you're, you're good. Well, if that was the case, everyone would be happy. But it's clear that with what price the government is willing to pay to buy back the oil they're releasing from the strategic reserve is not here yet. They're not buying it back at 100. They stockpiled it in the, what, what did the oil get down to? 30s, 30s 40s, 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 40s yeah, 30s. Yeah, yeah. They were building up the reserves. They're not not. They're going to wait. Well, wouldn't you wait if you were a business person? I mean, granted, now we're talking about the United States government and maybe they're not making some of the best decisions or maybe they, they throw them a bone and they buy it a little bit higher than, than 30s, 40s, and 50s where they were stockpiling it several years ago. This is nuts to think that you're going to, you're, you're going to affect the private market. You'd have to crush the market in perpetuity. Like in Venezuela, where they pay pennies on the dollar for, for, for gasoline because it's run by the government.
3: They don't want the people to revolt. Keep the people happy. Or try to. Well, that's no different here. Like, like, no, I no, no, I get
2: it.
1: But, but the, the problem is because we have private government, I mean private companies running our energy, and they're not state-owned. Petrobas, you know Petro Biden uh, I feel like that's the nickname that's that uh, we're going to we're not going to lower the price of, of oil or gasoline significantly anytime soon something has to Danny something has to happen that lower what is that one event that Jay Powell could do over time to really lower the prices of energy homes and automobiles Cause a recession. Oh, raise yes. rates, raise rates. Yes, yes, yes. And so now that brings me to my next, my next thing, Daniel. Yeah, see how I'm doing this? It's like it's like a story in front of you interjected with pixie sticks and your family but photo. But it hasn't
3: been working because the rates started going up, but now they kind of...
1: Oh, altered. I thought you said the story wasn't working. I was like, my well, story's working just brilliantly. And so, and so now let me come to this chart. Here. And so... This is the um, CME uh, countdown to it's the Fed market, okay? And so we've had a jobs report this morning. Okay, we've had we had a inflation the, the core CPE number come out yesterday, uh-huh. which hot hot Buster Buster Poindexter hot 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 next. Button. What was Don's wedding song? Keep going, keep going. Was it going. Hot, Hot, Hot? Or was it, was, it, was it something off of a Kiss album? <laughs>
3: it had to be Kiss.
1: <laughs> so look at this. Dan. This is astounding to me. So 20, after the jobs report, okay, there's only a 20, 26% chance that we're going to get 50 to 75%. There is a 75% chance that we're going to raise three quarters of a percent to a percent.
2: That's no, that, you're reading that wrong. That's the, that's the target. That's not how much they're going to raise.
1: Current target is 25. To, oh, okay. Am I reading that wrong? I 74% chance that they're going to raise 75 to hundred percent is how I was always interpret. I think the what it's no, saying that they're is they're uh, going yeah.
4: to raise 275
1: to a hundred. Okay. Thank you.
4: So that would be a 75% chance of a 50 basis point hike, pretty much.
1: There you go. But they're going to they're gonna do that multiple times if you go out a few more months. They this is, won't. Oh, you see, and that's where I... They won't. They, well, that's they'll, where, they'll talk about it and they'll try.
3: But as soon as they raise half a percent and the market starts struggling and they watch the data to see what happens and it actually causes slowdowns and causes dislocation, they're going to say, uncle.
1: And you see how that, that is so confusing.
3: Maybe twice, but it will not happen three times.
1: So the yield curve rate it, rate, but see that's why it confuses this is why I wanted to talk about it this morning. When when people are like the, why are if rates are inverting, you know, they're they're supposed to be going up, right? J is gonna keep raising mm-hmm. and there and there's this yield curve issue mm-hmm. and there's what J pal is I mean, he's not hiding what he's gonna do. Be aggressive.
3: Well, they've like, lied in the past, but okay. Here's what he's going to do to raise rates. If he really wants to raise rates, sure. he's going to declare he's going to raise a half a, a point on the discount rate, which is the real way he does it, not the federal. Fund. Then the Fed, that's a wink, wink, nod, nod for the banks to raise their overnight lending rate, the bid-ask rate, the mm-hmm. federal funds rate. and then. But that's going to raise short-term rates, which causes the yield curve to become more inverted, right? So what he's going to have to do simultaneously is stop the cure. Tra- trail down on the QE, quit buying bonds so that the, de- the demand goes down so interest rates rise, long-term rates. He's got to taper and raise rates at the same time or he's going to invert the curve.
1: I think to sum that up, you're saying he's screwed.
3: I've been saying that for a long time, yes.
1: I think that's where we need
3: the I'm a damn he's got He's <laughs> got a Hobson's Choice, man. It's a Hobson's choice to kill inflation. Remember, he's been saying for two years inflation was transitory. I don't know what planet he's on, but he's blind and he's a terrible economist. He's a career politician economist. There, he has no the, idea what tell I'm he's doing.
1: On a, I'm on a group text string, for lack of a better uh, phrase, that loves it when you... I have been trying for weeks to get you uppity about j Powell, and today is the day I succeeded. Oh, Boy, it was a long way to get there, it was filled with pixie sticks. All you
3: got, all you got to do is say, "Do you think the Fed is ethical?"
0: What is it? What is a Hobson's choice, by the way? Oh. that, mean, that
3: mean, a Hobson's choice means you don't have, Either way is a terrible choice. A Hobson's choice means you're damned if you do, damned if you don't.
2: So,
1: well, my favorite is the Calvin. That's Obama's named choice. after Butch
2: Hobson, uh, third baseman for the Boston Red Sox back in the seventies. That that is true. Don would know that. No, so why true. is
3: that it's his? What what was the backstory? Yeah. Or do you know?
2: <laughs> that's not
0: what it's No. Oh. <laughs> <Wow.
1: Wow. laughs>
2: I was Impressive. I was gonna say, man. I think that's why I heard that when do. I was a kid. Did you
1: see how I went in there with? Him? That's true. Like I automatically backed up Don. Wow. I've learned you had well. no idea yes, whether I he was I BS. Or I wanted to stop. see if you'd yeah. bite. Oh please. Wow. You had it no idea whether that was true
2: or not. his head, but Tim caught it. I, I knew, knew it. Sound was Danny, head. I expected I Don him.
1: to tell me Danny, Don's going to now tell you that, uh, that the name Tony, you know, uh, comes from the shirt that was printed to New York T O N Y Tony,
2: Tony. I'm going to tell him that Occam's razor was invented by Gillette King Gillette. <laughs> there you go.
1: King Gillette. Hobson's choice. Yep. There is a lot that you're going to be putting on this meme table of Danny. Can you put Danny behind the park, you know, in, on the chair and something funny printed on that meme? I'm working on it. I, I got the Enron logo. Changed my
0: mind. Maybe put some family oh, yeah. portraits on there. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll send it down to the boys at the lab. Send it to the
1: graphics <laughs> department. We'll get them going on it. Hey, let's it. do some practical market things real yeah. quick. Though. There you go. Uh, then we'll Thank go... you, Tim. Wow, man. Wow, dude. How hard it is to get I had to deliver what the people wanted was to see you get uppity about J pal.
3: Ah I'll do
1: that all day long. So look, uh this market's super interesting to me here. Uh, uh the rebalancing. Um I talked about rebalancing on the Wednesday video, by the way. Uh Stock Nodes Market Lovers, the website, revamp uh, for you. Um, you can see uh real quick, I'll just a couple people have asked about strategy, about if you want to see the portfolios that uh we we manage here in house, Grotection. Robotection, and then you click that little, little button there, and you get the hybrid portfolios. And you're like, oh, you know, I have questions. And I happen to be on my phone. Well, you just hit this button, and it connects you to put the Danny head up. Zach, it connects you to the Danny head. And Danny answers the phone, and Danny takes your emails, and he'll do it over the weekend. And some folks might think, well, how is Danny answering the phone if he's so busy? Because Danny cares most. Now I'm not being busy, cares most about you, the people that uh, listen to the show. and um, But not J-PAL. Yes, Danny, Danny has blocked J Powell from all his phones. And if you want to uh, get a hold of us. I love Jay just... Powell,
2: for the record. He's
1: batting third for the Sox this year. <laughs> um, you just go down to the leadership, and you can scroll through all of our
2: contact information and how to
1: get a hold of us. So,
2: with that. You know why I like him? Why is that? Because he communicates clearly, whether or not you like the message or not. Janet Yellen, I could never figure out what the hell she was saying. Jay Powell, I just, I just like the guy.
1: Sure, that's something. He to made line.
2: one mistake back in, back in uh, the third quarter of 2018, and he realized his mistake. He corrected it, and there have been no huge shocks to the market since then. He, he telegraphs what he's doing. There's no surprises. Uh, I'm. I, he's, he's really in a thankless job with all the the money that the government printed and he's in charge of trying to make sure there's a soft landing.
1: (laughs) Danny, would you like to respond to Don?
3: That's no, that's, that's,
2: that's fine. All right. What did I say that was not true?
3: Well, well, I, he, so, so the double speak by Bernanke and by uh janet yellen is talking about
2: bernanke i'm not no 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 No, hang on hang on you let me
3: finish so bernanke learned from the master greenspan who was a master printer bernanke became a massive printer janet yellen was a massive printer and they caused this massive inflation
2: they kind of have to print money because the u.s budget overspends by Trillion dollars a year now,
3: and I would argue that What's they the by 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 doing all the QE and by dropping interest rates artificially, you're you're actually giving the you're you're giving a green light and a hall pass to Congress to spend even more money because quote interest rates are low, it's cheap borrowing. If interest rates were even normalized rates, it would hamstring Congress and not make them spend as much. Their, their Moses charter... chart could come
2: down from the mountain again, and Congress wouldn't stop spending money. It's how they get reelected.
3: The budget Well, is that's, that's to a totally different topic. You're asking year. about the. So the Fed's charter is to protect the dollar. That's what it's supposed to do. It's doing a piss poor job. Jo- jo- <gasps> d- How
2: is it not protecting the dollar? Our, the dollar is, is, is holding up fine versus every other currency in the world.
3: Well, just because we're the strongest of the weak right now. Don, since the Fed was created, the dollar's that's lost That's the measuring
2: n- stick, though. That's the measure. That every other currency has, too. Don, Don
3: since the that's creation it, of the inflation. fed since the creation of the fed is-
2: inflation has been had been low for two decades it just really got out of control with everything that was uh, generated because of covid that's what spurred the the huge the huge move in inflation was post covid so the, the so so the, the tech
3: wreck the tech wreck was caused by loose easy money tech companies could borrow super cheap and they created a bubble for the tech companies the economic real estate crisis of 2008 was caused by loose money from 2004 to 2007. Okay, they keep printing you're going to blame money- that on
2: the Fed and not and not. Damn on right the, I am. The Congress that well, they're they they're, oh, they're oh, both the Congress, yeah they're they're all they're both the even. Congress loosened and demanded the easy interest rates as part uh, to make sure that more people could get mortgages.
3: I thought the Fed was supposed to be independent, Don. That's what they always say. We're independent. We're apolitical. Bullshit.
2: I, I, sure, but they're not the ones that make the laws. Well,
3: all I'm saying is their job is to protect Community the dollar. And since they, and since
2: they, let me finish, now.
3: let me finish. Since they were
0: created, since
3: they were created, the dollar's lost 99% of its value. They're doing a great job. Every other curr- every other currency has too. Well, that's why you don't want a fiat currency. You want it backed by some,
2: it's true. Dan, you're, you're, it's not 1960 anymore. We went off the Well, then you're a Keynesian economist I disagree with.
3: I'm an no, Austrian I, economist. No, I'm just saying
2: you can't put the genie you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's done. So you deal with the reality that we're at that we're
3: Oh, I like, no, I agree with that. You got to you, you got to deal with I agree that you got to deal with what you're dealt. Absolutely. But there is a way to fix it. That's not you can you can Don't blame hurt. it on the
2: Fed. It's the, it's the politics. I absolutely agree. Well, they're
3: all in, in involved. Yes, the Congress is absolutely involved. They're, they're one of the biggest culprits.
2: Fed has, the Fed has to react to the laws that the Congress makes with the loose spending to try to keep the monetary system somewhat stable.
3: Okay, and I would argue that the Fed has caused some of the greatest income disparity in our country,
2: period. So is Congress. Well, sure, because people that use leverage understand the value of a low interest rate to, to grow the, their piece of the pie.
1: Oh, pause. What Don just said there is really interesting. Now, everything else is, of course, Danny, you are the most interesting person in this discussion, but let me just focus on Don for a second. What Don just said there is gold. What they need to be teaching young people, I don't know when, I don't know what age, I don't know what grade, that the, the relationship between money and interest rates is paramount. Oh, absolutely. And And to grow your wealth in this country, in our country, in our system, we are an ownership society. Your path to wealth is through ownership, whether it's of stock, of of real estate, of your own business. Mm -hmm. Um, And that right there is what needs to be taught
2: in this country. The state of Florida, by the way, just mandated financial literacy before you graduated from high school.
0: Yeah, good, and,
1: good. And, and I'm convinced we'll that, that um, I don't know. I don't want to denigrate. Like, it's really easy to denigrate the educational system because just like what Don, I believe what Don is saying, that the Fed's working with the tools they have within the boundaries of the scope to which they can. I don't know if teachers across this country of ours at younger ages can teach what John just what with John. What Don just said, because we're going through some kind of cataclysmic moment in this country where it's bad to be a capitalist. It's conceived as it, it's perceived as bad to evil, yeah be owning things, to to want to aspire to have higher. And it's gotten convoluted where people's uh, philanthropic is negated like you can only be in my opinion philanthropic and and giving and 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 all the other things that come with uh the success of ownership if you actually have it to do you know a lot of people pan howard schultz uh now the new C, the, the now ceo of starbucks and whatever but he's got uh, like, and, and, they, and a lot of people do not like Starbucks because of you know some of the things that they've done in the past politically and, 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 and empowered Schultz. He has, in like the top 10 things, when a new employee checks in, I don't know if it's still there, but it's in one of his books that he wrote written, we can't do any of the good things we want to do if we don't make money. Like, they have to make money. You can't do great things unless you have the ability to to, to, to control your destiny. And that comes with ownership. Well, I, that's, yeah, with that, that's,
3: with that? that's a totally different point. What does that uh, get to
1: do Well, it,
2: well it, it is related because it is, it's impossible to keep the rich from getting richer because of the way compounding works. If you have a million dollars and you make 2% return, you made $20,000. If I have $100,000 and I made 10%, I only made $10,000. So your return was 80% worse than mine, but you got richer than I did because you started from a higher base. Uh-huh. It's impossible for the rich to not get richer okay. unless you suspend the I, I, laws I get all of that. compounding or confiscate wealth.
3: Here's what I'm talking about, guys. We've gotten off track. Here's what I'm saying. The Fed has artificially engineered rates almost down to zero, way below anything historical means. Then you got big hedge funds, big leveraged that, that, that borrow with that cheap, cheap, cheap money and then go lever up and do stuff and then you get derivatives and it makes things out of whack. It causes economic distortions. Don, in the 70s and 80s, when we had normalized interest rates or 90s, people still, you still had capitalism, you still had people making money. It's, it's not like that, yeah, it's do just- you know a-
2: how tight it was for lending money? No financial institutions wouldn't lend money back then. I graduated in 1986 from college, and the bank that gave me a job wouldn't give me a credit card because I wasn't—I I had no credit history with them. Now, kids in college that they can fog a mirror have three credit cards by the time they graduate. Credits easy. And you think that's a good the Fed thing? Has low. And listen, you think that's no, a good I thing? It wasn't a good thing. I—I I didn't say it was a good thing. It's a thing. And it's the genie's out of the bottle, and you deal with the realities. It's like me me saying i i want to be a professional athlete it's just not going to happen it is what it is and bitching about it doesn't do anything with it that's why all we do is look at the charts complaining oh, you, that no 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 i agree with that, that this is manipulated that if if if, if, if the government didn't <clears throat> overspend like drunken sailors the fed wouldn't have to keep the interest rates low so that we can afford the debt don't blame the fed blame the government
3: oh i think you, they're both the blame I'm saying that. i both the blind. Anyway, one let's, let's reacts move on. to
2: the other. One reacts to the other.
1: Real quick, I want to put Fed a bow has on.
2: to react to the government spending.
1: I'd like to put a bow on what Don said because it's really important about starting from a higher base. It is the it is the what Don just said is the constitution behind Revere Asset. So we have a cell discipline. That doesn't always mean that you make money on every trade. We honor. Honor thy stop, so to speak, and what that allows you to do is start from a higher base. So uh, the greatest example, the easiest example, is COVID. We, uh, the two different portfolios went down six and eight percent respectively. The market went down thirty-five percent. So uh, during that during that time frame, uh, March of you know first quarter of twenty twenty, when when we emerged from that. We're starting and compounding from a greater asset base than everybody else who bought and held and just wrote it out. What Don is describing is the absolute constitution of Revere Asset, allowing our investors, there are investors, allowing our investors to continuously, throughout their investing life, throughout their investing career, start from a higher base. And to lose that point, I think, would be negligent on my part. I will move on. So now, there is one other thing going on that's super interesting this week, and then we'll get, uh, I was about to get to the market, that I don't think the market's falling apart here. Tim, why don't you think the market's falling apart here? Uh, look, it's interesting. The, the VIX futures are down today. Markets markets pulling back, right? You had a big sell-off end of the quarter. There's a lot of bad, worst quarter since March of 2020, right? And then uh, the opposite side will say, well, then you know what happened after March of 2020, don't you? I don't know if that's going to take place. There's a lot. It's a much, much different dynamic. But VIX futures are down. And if you look at a chart, say, of the S&Ps here, you're you're, you're at the 8. You're holding the 8 EMA. I think that's a victory from a massive move from low to high to come back and hold the 8. When you have all this news, and this is what I was building up, you have all this news out there that's negative, and yet here we are, just just back at the eight. That's what uptrends do. And if the market was inverted, I mean, excuse me, the VIX futures were inverted. I'd, I'd be saying it's a much more bigger warning signal out there. But one more interesting thing before we get to Hunter with his watch list and then Don with uh, setting up the uh, twenty-one over twenty-one. The Russia, I don't think the sanctions are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I say that based on the Russian ruble. And I was talking about with this, Danny, Danny's going to cover this for a few seconds here. The ruble is back to pre-war levels. And look, I, I've got, I'll put these links in the notes. You can read uh, the things I, I sent over to Danny because I wanted him to discuss it. But um, the, let's see if this pulls up here. Uh, you know, the, the rush is, the, the rebound of the ruble is what it is. And um, even Politico here, uh, you know, Biden crushed it. Uh, you know, the strength in rubles reinforcing argument that we need to take greater steps on the energy side. And, and this is what people don't realize the ruble, you know, got decimated in like a, you know, for a 20 to 4 to 72 hour period. And then uh, where it went from 70, 80 rubles to a dollar. Down to 120, yeah. Uh, you know, like, oh, well, it be greater than that. Um, like 170, I think. And 170 rubles to make $1. And now it's back to pre war levels. And so, That thing, I think, that maybe the Russian economy isn't, is in trouble. Like, these sanctions aren't, I don't think, are doing, it's been 36 days, 38 days, you know, and shorter than when we put these sanctions on. But What's going on with the ruble data? Because I think it does play into the geopolitics and what's going to happen with our rates.
3: Well, look, look, there's so much disinformation out there on both sides, both from Russia and from our own government. I mean, the question I have is, are we being lied to? So... We have, have put in uh restraints and we put in restrictions on certain sectors of the Russian economy mm-hmm. in certain areas, but we're not doing it everywhere. And we've just just recently uh banned their oil and gas imports and so is the UK, but EU hasn't yet. And and Germany and and Italy, forty percent of their net gas and thirty percent of their oil come from Russia. Now they're talking tough and they're talking like they're gonna go along, but they really, it's really going to hurt them and hurt their economy if they do, because they don't do it. R- Russia, on the other hand, has forced all the um, um, exporting companies to transfer, you know, to exchange 80% of their revenues from sales and whatnot into Russian ruble. So they're making businesses by the ruble. Okay. They're making countries and companies and People that want to buy their oil because people need their oil. They're twelve percent of the oil globally, Mm -hmm. right? They produce twelve percent. So these companies and these countries, Russia is saying, you got to trade. We're not doing the petrodollar. We're not. We're not. We're not going to sell you uh, the the uh, oil in U.S. dollars. You got to buy ruble. You got to exchange it in rubles. Right. So now they're forcing a demand for their rubles. And, you know, China and India are still buying oil from Russia. That's 60% of their total economy. So as long as they got that spigot turned on, they got money to fight the war. And they've done some stuff. So, you know, all these articles about how it, I even read a couple, one of the ones you sent said that, well, just because the Treasury Department, their quote was, um, uh, they said that uh, just because the ruble has come back didn't mean that that it didn't work. And I'm thinking, yeah, price is truth. If, you know, the, the, Russia, the Russians are no So at first, Russian citizens were rushing to exchange rubles for anything else, yeah. gold, dollars, whatever. Now that's slowed down. Now they also put,
1: they put restrictions, restrictions yeah.
3: on letting them do that, in, especially in U.S. dollars. Okay. But they, they are needing it. And, and here's the other thing. You know, we cut off. Of their big, like six major, major, big, big conglomerate banks that are globally connected to the SWIFT system that move money back and forth, we stopped one of them, but they've still got five open. I mean, if you're really, really serious about choking them off, maybe you do four or five, maybe you do all six, but they still have a lifeline. I mean, we're we're, we're talking like it's we're really just completely cutting them off, but that's not the reality. A perfect example. World War II, Congress, that ethical body, gave companies exemptions to sell to Hitler. So Ford was selling truck parts and tank parts. Lockheed Martin was selling airplane
1: stuff. Uh, Up until when? Until 1940, until September 7th, 1941?
3: No, 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 through the war. I'm saying our, our American boys were dying and our corporations were making money. We could have starved Hitler out in six months, a year. We were selling him fuel, gas, and repair parts for all his munitions. That's public record. You can go look it up. Okay. So you didn't know. So here, in this same kind of situation, I'm not sure how tough we really are being versus our rhetoric, our talk. And like you said, I'm not sure it's a great, I'm not I'm not being, I'm just saying, I'm not even sure it's a great idea if you did completely cut them off, because then you've set a precedent where, like you said, who's to say, if it's a company, oh, we don't like them. You know, social, jo- we're just gonna shut them down or an individual. So I'm not, so the, finding the truth in there is really hard to discern because Quite frankly, everybody's lying. Our government, the Russian government, the Ukraine. I mean, everybody's trying to do, win the marketing campaign. That's, this, this is, a lot of this is a marketing campaign. And that's why we at Revere and everybody, you really need to rely on price. Price is truth. Price will tell you what to do.
1: An important part of that, just uh, before we move to Hunter here, is uh, you might not agree with what price is telling you. Yes. And, and, and you got like, I have a chart of Tesla up on my screen. I think this is one of the most pretty uh, hourly charts you could watch in the entire market. I am, um, Don, you still have your position in Tesla, right? Yes. Yeah. I, 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 um, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love this chart. Like, this is a beautiful consolidation. When the market is pulling back, uh, Tesla is up a percent today. And they've got Q2 num- Q1 numbers coming out, I believe, tomorrow, Saturday. Saturday morning, they'll release. How many cars they sold, and maybe that's why it's holding up here today. But that General Motors and Ford would love to be in a position. Do you realize Tesla authorized to split? Let me just show you this real quick. So, if you really want to know what te- like Tesla split, I know it split a couple times, but the most recent one was what 2020? 21 If you put oh, it, was in, uh, I believe it's the number seven. They did a seven for one times. And I think five. that's the it, Oh, it was five for one. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let me see if I can get. Look at the price of Tesla. It's $5,400. It's a 50 if, if, if They didn't split it. It's the equivalent. More than of, Amazon, it's right? It's a $5,500 stock.
2: And that's capital. Tesla is capitalist.
1: You know, everything can run amok. We should. Don, Don hit on something extremely important earlier in the show. Have a,
3: they announced the ratio of split yet? Or no. They, they just d- got approved. Yes. They're just, they're, just,
1: they're just looking for approval to do it. Yeah.
3: And, and what they're going to do, they're going to divide it so that they can go on the Dow.
1: I think. Well, I wonder if the Dow will let them in. Seems to be a pretty exclusive club that people are trying to get into the right Dow
3: now. The Dow wants the best performing stock so their index looks good. The Dow wants yeah.
1: Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough.
2: Tesla, uh, Amazon, and Google.
1: Yeah, and yeah, interesting that, that finally all of them are starting to uh, want to be in the Dow. Interesting. Uh, Hunter, what you got, man? I am sorry, Hunter. I haven't gone to uh, today. Um, I apologize, but man, that was a impromptu. That's why the show was unscripted. You get, that was, this has probably been our best show. And that discussion that you and Don had, I think is really important. Because I think, uh, I think you've addressed things on both sides that people think about when they listen to our show. And um, boy, that was just a really good job. So, Hunter, I apologize, but give me what you got, man.
0: So, Hunter's not here.
1: Oh, I just did that whole soliloquy. You were covering great,
0: and I was hoping he was going to come back. There he is. There he is. There he <laughs> is. Hunter. He made his a doing appearance. Good. Yeah, he made his appearance.
4: Did you even hear that? Was his grand entry? I did. I did. Okay. I did. I had cut my screen off because I stepped away for a quick second to fix something, and I guess I had not turned it back on. So I'm sitting over here listening and watching, but you guys just can't see or hear me. So that's good. Fair enough, man. Um, What you got? I've actually. I'm going to start off with some statistics here, as opposed to necessarily a watch list. However, all of these ticker symbols that I'm about to go over here uh, are obviously going to be at the forefront of most everybody's focus. So, Tim, if you could just Stay on Tesla or pull up Tesla, one of the two.
1: I got Tesla here.
4: All right. So Tesla, what I want to point out here is, this is the an hourly stock market chart. and individual stocks' uh, tendency to perform well in the month of April. So we're talking a little bit about seasonality here, and I'm going to put some statistics with it to give you some color on that. So Tesla, since its IPO in 2010, has a 64% win rate in the month of April, meaning wow. it's positive or it's green. 64% of the months since its IPO, or 64% of the April since its IPO back in 2010. Amazon, which is my next one here, and the rest of these are going to be since the Great Financial Crisis, so since 2009. Amazon up 85% of the time in April since 2009. Apple up 69% of the time in April since 2009. And this is the kicker here: the S&P 500 or SPY up 92% of the time in April since 2009. So only one year or one out of the last 13 uh, that have been red for SPY and going back to the bottom of the great financial crisis. So the point here is April historically, at least since 2008, 2009, that great financial crisis has been a very good month for the S&P 500 and a very good month for a lot of these key stocks to the market. Does that mean that that's what's going to happen this April? Of course not but you do want to just be mindful of those statistics. I mean, if if the S&P 500 was down 92% of the time in April, that's something that you would want to be aware of, just like I'm bringing this to you here. So uh, I thought that was interesting. I know people say that a lot, oh, the market tends to do good in April. Tim, you've talked about the jumper trade here mm-hmm. at the end of the first quarter. Well, there's some actual statistics over the last 13 years in this big bull market we've had showing how often several of these huge key companies are positive and the S and P 500. So I just wanted to share that with the listeners. I thought it was some good info, but by by the the way, Hunter, Hunter,
3: Hunter, 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 by the way, yeah, that even though you went back, you know, 15 years or so or whatever, it, it actually has done that for, for, for decades. In fact, that, that old adage in wall street, I even heard it as a kid, sell in May and go away. So theoretically you hold through April and then after that, it gets tougher. Anyway.
4: Yeah, that's the, that is the old adage, and uh, I've heard it too my whole life, uh, and I've seen it play out You know, in my professional and investing career that April does have a tendency, at least in my lifetime, to be a good month. So moving along here, Tim, will you uh, pull up URA, Uranium ETF, for me? And I believe I talked about it last week. Um, it may have been the week prior. I'm not sure. Uh, but know I pointed out that there was some major volume here on these uranium ETFs. You can see that at the bottom of Tim's screen there, those big green bars. Uh, This is actually, URA is picking up a cup and handle pattern recognition over the last six months or so. Uh, And this is, it respects trend lines much more than it respects moving averages and commodities have a tendency to do that. Uh, So keep that in mind. But this one bounced off the trend line uh, on the 29th. That's that big hammer candle you'll see on URA over about four days ago there. And it's got back above the eight. Uh, there's some pretty big volume here. It looks like some accumulation, something going on with the, uh, with the uranium space. And Tim, if you wanna pull up the leading name, individual name in the uranium space, it's CCJ, Cameco Corporation. And you'll see this chart actually is stronger than the uranium ETFs themselves, but just be mindful that these are very high risk, very volatile. ETFs and this name in particular has the ability to be up and down 10% on any given day. So keep that in mind, but nonetheless, there's big time volume. Here's be big time accumulation and big time relative strength in the ETFs and in this individual name here. And then Tim, my last thing here is the travel and leisure uh, booking sector. So if you could pull up Airbnb, <clears throat> you'll see this one has handled nicely after a gap up earlier this week. Uh, Really showing some good relative strength over the course of this week too. I know you guys can't see it, but if you look at a RS line in Marketsmith, over the last four days, Airbnb's RS line is angling up at a pretty much a 90 degree angle, meaning it's hanging in there better than the market. And then similarly, EXPE, Expedia, also has hung in there really well over the course of this week. Had a nasty reversal early this week, uh, but same kind of story more or less as Airbnb that rs line angling up pretty sharply this week as it has consolidated and shown some relative strength versus the s&p 500. so that is all i got today man that's it.
2: awesome i loved it. uh don what you got man? yes sir. 2121 list only one stock coming off of it and a second one in favor of dropping but uh i think that speaks to the power of leading stocks a lot of them got extended too far to the upside. Uh, these last two days have felt like a very strong sell-off, but uh, we keep an eye on Fibonacci levels here in the market. And basically what that is, it, it, particularly on the indexes, is when something moves up a certain percentage and the, and it gets a little bit too stretched, it can pull back a certain percentage and they're very considered very normal pullbacks. So uh, that's a perfect chart that you're showing there. Uh, The 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 recent moves in the S and P and the Nasdaq 100. There are four key Fibonacci levels that we work that we look at. The first one is a pullback of uh, 23.6% off the top, and we haven't even touched that. So, considering that something went from uh, $10 to $20, and it pulled back 20% off of that, that's that's a completely normal pullback of that uh, 100% move. so although it stung a little bit the last couple of days, it's completely normal in context. And then the next big Fibonacci levels is a 38.2% pullback. And that's where it should, uh, if we break the 23, that's where we should stop. So the, the point I'm trying to make is that the markets have run up very strongly over the last two weeks. Some pullback is normal and needs to be put in context with how big the move up off of the lows was. Uh, I think leadership in the stocks is, is bearing out uh, how much the strength was and the fact that they're pulling back and still really haven't broken uh, any key levels uh, is important. But as always, we're keeping an eye on everything. This morning, uh, Friday morning, it's 1120 Eastern Time. The NASDAQ is weaker than the rest of the indexes. But the G6 that we watch that's a uh, six growth ETFs keep their finger on the pulse of mid and small growth stocks. Every one of them is green. So we're seeing some outperformance in growth this morning, in particular in some cloud stock names. So uh, always keeping an eye on what sectors are overperforming and underperforming. And uh, we pulled back a, a little bit. We had a couple of things hit stops, but for the most part, uh, we're still engaged in the market, uh, showing profits in most everything. Uh, that we hold and we've got our stops in place as always.
1: All right. Um, Oh, Don, uh, quarter on video.
2: Yeah, uh, you made a a point earlier about what we we are committed to here at Revere. Uh, I've been saying throughout the first quarter how um, risk picks up when we're under the 200 day moving average and we've been very defensive during that period. Our maximum drawdown was about 5% off of the top from the beginning of the year. Uh, The NASDAQ 100 was down 20%. The S&P was down 12.5%. But our commitment to capital protection uh, did its job. Uh, We're always going to lag when we pull off of the lows quickly, as we did starting with March 14th. Uh, But what I'm going to talk about in the video is uh, how our process worked in the first quarter. Uh, kept us out uh, of the way from uh, any severe drawdowns. And then we were able to re-engage when we got the proper signals to get back in the market. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, So that'll be be recorded over the weekend and sent out uh, early next week.
3: That's a detailed explanation of the quarter for clients.
2: Right. Right.
1: Hey Zach, go to my screen real quick. That's correct. Um, And if you want to see how we separate ourselves even further, We delineate pretty well against uh, what we call uh, the big firms or strip mall advisors. And um, just go to revereasset.com and you can just scroll down and you can see exactly uh, what I'm talking about. So with that, Danny, I think it brings us to the short close because I've got (laughs) one more thing. Now, do not go long. We went long with your discussion with Don. So due to time constraints, would you please do the really super short?
3: Folks, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Just send them to revereasset.com. Tell them to hit the subscribe button. They'll get our daily market insight video. Every night the market's open around 5 to 7-ish when it's completed. It's a short market video uh, showing what we're looking at, uh, even some buys and sells we've done, as well as the overall health of the market. You can always call us at 855-REAL-WEALTH, and you can email any of us at dan at revereasset.com, Don, Tim, or Hunter at revereasset.com.
1: And if you're like, hey, I missed that phone number that you just talked about, look, you go to revereasset, just hit the little phone button. It'll connect your uh, device right to, it's a hotline to Dan. yeah, right in the bottom left, little phone button. It's an an, an HTD.
0: Hotline to Dan. Yeah, it's not like an S T D. It's an H T D. Yeah,
3: yeah. I
1: don't want an S T D. No, you want an H T D in your life. <laughs> <laughs> got I got Hunter. That's all I that's Hunter all I got knew. it. Hunter yeah, got it. it. That's Good all night. I needed, yeah, yeah. man. Don't get an S T D. Get yourself an H T D. Seal of approval. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's seal of approval there. So let's do this uh, real quick. I, I failed to bring up this chart. This is the one my, my one last thing and I'll and then we'll end the show here. This is interesting to me. When the um I I the market's pretty negative here. Like, the sentiment is pretty negative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I was about to say I'm in Hunter's camp. I don't think Hunter's in a camp. Hunter is presenting facts. Right. That's different. Um, I, you know, did, was yesterday, was this week enough to wash out bullishness? And that's what I've been wondering. I, I kind of think the put call is still broken. Put call ratio got broken. I used to love using this as a tool. Um, when um, after, after they did all the stimulus, the put call ratio just got completely broken. But this is still interesting to me here, and I'll just highlight this. The 10-day moving average of put call is still, it's, it's pretty low. And when it's been down this low, markets have pulled back. So I'm not calling for an end-of-the-world sell-off. I, and maybe the markets pull back a little bit even more. Who knows? But this is, it, markets don't have to pull back. And this jumper trade could set the tone for the whole month. Like, if I, I think you get some strength here. Uh, yeah, Obviously, I think you can get some strength into the next couple of days. A lot of people are still bullish, though, based on this. If this is not a broken tool, it's interesting how even the last couple, I mean, a lot of stocks, though, in quarter one got destroyed. Like, look at, if you look at the PayPal's little, destroyed. oh, yeah, some yeah. Upwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe that's enough, right? But um, boy, a lot of people are based on this chart, if it's not broken, really still bullish. This week did nothing to deter them. And that I find very interesting.
3: Folks, we'll talk to you next week on Your Money.